Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everything is magic if you don't understand science. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I have a little bit of background noise on my end, because apparently today is the day that new gutters are being installed on my house. So periodically there might be some hammering or shouting or drilling But who knows? It's been going on for like three and a half hours. I think we should always usually sort of give the context of where we are, only because it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that one time when we recorded and like, you know, the roof caved in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, I I record in in my son's room, in Lexton's room, which is on the second floor. So the gutter installation is a bit of an issue because those are all on the second level. I don't think they're on this side of the house anymore, but I don't know. I didn't think they were going to be here today at all, but surprise. Surprise. Fun gutter. Gutters are fun. They're fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really loud. And Remind me to tell you the story about the um, guy who came to clean out the gutters and found a menagerie of birds living in the gutters. That's what he called it. Really? Wow. A menagerie. Fully set up, nests and all. Oh, yeah. And it was the only way that the cat, so the neighbor had locked the cat in the attic on purpose or the person who sold us the house locked the cat in the attic on purpose and had been there for a month and apparently the only way it survived was by eating the birds oh hang on way off topic but (laughs) which when was this what house was that was the house that ended the armstrong marriage okay that that big house yeah Mm -hmm. that owner locked the cat in the attic yeah on purpose because she didn't like the neighbors yeah it was fun and i found the cat and that was wrote about this i found the cat and it scared the living i i i I might have pooped my pants uh because i opened a door (laughs) and it's these two eyes were just staring at me (laughs) so the owner locked the cat moved out Uh and just left the cat Mm -hmm. yeah it was skin and bones, and when they came to get the cat, they were like, how did this cat survive? And they were like, oh, the menagerie of birds in the gutters. Good Lord. Yeah. That's sad and ridiculous. Just get rid of the animal. Yeah, she was crazy. Very, very, very crazy. Um, she's wow. the one that talked about the mythical bobcat that lived in the shed where the, the drying vent vented. That part I remember. I do remember yeah. the mythical bobcat. I was not aware of the cat in the attic, though. Yeah. Wow. But no more, no, no cat in the attic at the new place, right? No. And I, last week it was, it should be a little more or a little less echoey in here. I moved to the the closet so that the clothes will absorb the sound, but I don't have control over the air conditioning because this is how different he is than all of the men holding up the fish and shooting the deer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The, uh... 
the temperature in the house is sort of uh, controlled by outside sources. Like it basically controls itself by the outside temperature. It's all based on sensors. Really? So, but he, he has air. Yes. It just adjusts itself every day depending on... Depending on the forecast and like how hot it is outside and every zone in the house is zoned to be censored to that sort of thing. So I don't have any control over when the air conditioning comes on. It's just like... So that that is the indoor climate control I hope to have in my life. <laughs> that sounds excellent. And you're now almost moved completely, right? Today they moved uh, just some final large furniture that we couldn't get out and done. <laughs> yeah. Done as in like cleaning is done, like you're totally, you don't, you don't go done. back at all. Oh, Everything is done. I may go back just to take some final pictures for the kids. But yeah, done. Well, congratulations. You survived a move. Another one. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And the girls are back and they already started school, right? Yes. And so this is what we wanted to talk about. This last week was very centered. <laughs> I do. I do want to talk about that, by the way. Last week was very centered around the topic of my moving. I think the subject matter sort of warranted a thorough and, you know, uh, investigation of that matter. And then you revealed to me something last week that I, I am still gobsmacked over and I'm still, I still haven't fully processed. So that's what we wanted to center this episode around, but I got yes. off on the topic of, I got off on the topic of um, the menagerie of birds because I am a narcissistic. <laughs> that's, I could not remember the word, but I do want to comment on that because I know you wrote, I'm not on Facebook, but you wrote a lengthy post on Facebook about the move and your decision to, you know, establish a blended family, basically. And that was the focus of the last episode of MRS. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you saw more than I did, but the vast majority of people are really happy for you and excited and yes. had really good things to say or that they've been through a blended family situation and it's not easy, but it's worth it. And it was great. So to everybody who who read that or listened and had kind words to share. That was awesome. It was lovely. I mean, and especially since, you know, not everybody knows the details and they're still happy for me that they can be, they can know the vagueness of it, the vague details of it, but not know the intimate details of it and still be happy that I have this big, wonderful change going on. Exactly. I mean, like you said, without knowing those and not even asking for more, just this is awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally, not everyone falls into that camp. And one person in particular found it necessary to let you know that we should really change the tone of this podcast because that whole episode was very much about you and it made you seem like a bit of a narcissist. A narcissistic. Narci called, yes, like a narcissistic. A noun. That's right. She's narcissistic as a noun. And um, it's, it was, I mean... I'm sure you have your own feelings about it, but it was really frustrating for me because for one, that was bullshit, but we, we talk about what we're going to talk about before every episode. Like for the most part, we have kind of a general idea and we agree upon things. And if one of us has something going on, that's the focus. Like that's just, that's how it's been from the very beginning. 
and I don't know, I don't understand why that's difficult to understand. I mean, if you have, if you get together with friends and one friend in particular is going through something, that tends to be the focus of the conversation because they have something that they're going through. It's not hard. It's just. It was probably the uh, biggest thing that's happened since, you know, since the divorce in the seven years. And I apologize if I spoke too much and didn't ask enough questions. It was just, I was literally in the middle of it all too. And sort of juggling in my head, okay, after this podcast, I've got to go like do four more car loads and Lita's registration still had not been figured out and yeah, all of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a, it was a really busy time for you and a very transitional time. I mean, it's a, it's not just you moving in with someone. I mean, it's you with your family moving in with someone with a family. Like that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. So it required some conversation. I mean, it's not like it was an hour of monologuing. No. I mean, I we know. we have, like, you have situations that go on with Heather and with Robert. And I have situations that go on <laughs> with <laughs> name, name the number of complicated things in my life, my God. Right. No, and it's what we try to do is sort of bring it back to um, a level where everybody, I mean, everybody is moved. Everybody understands the level of stress of a move. And for many of us who have divorced or separated from the parents of our children, like it's a, it's a big thing to delve into and to, it's nice to know that we're not alone in these things. And that's always the point of this podcast is to make you feel a little less alone. Just a little bit. But it's also a big deal for your girls. And it, it is a big deal. And it will continue to be a big change for a while. So I feel like just because people follow our lives on this podcast to a degree and without that significant piece in there, there's so much lost context Yeah, that it just, I mean, we, we needed to talk about it. It's important. It's big. And like you said, that way people don't feel so alone. Yeah. Like yesterday, Lita took the bus. She catches the bus at six fifty in the morning. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. And then she missed her bus coming home, leaving the school. She, she missed it. She didn't, she thought that they were going to pick her up where they dropped her off, but they pick up at a very different place. And uh, okay. so she missed it. And, and because I'm in this new situation, like I was able to call him and he dropped everything and he went, he picked her up because I had to be across town with Marlo. Right. Yeah. Which brings us to. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on on my end too. <laughs> so. I got Lita's registration figured out because of a phenomenal, phenomenal um, guidance counselor. I've never in my life met a guidance counselor like this. And she made shit happen. Like she pulled some magic tricks and she was lovely about it. And I've never in my life met someone in the public school system who really, really, really cares about children. It's very rare, which is sad. <laughs> it's very rare, though, especially in that position, I think, from my experience. Well, let's talk about your experience, because last week you told me, and this is where, I guess, do we eat crow? <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about that. Well, I think it's going to depend on on my approach, so I'm hoping not. But basically... Um, so Lexton is the same age as Lita, just about a month younger, so also entering ninth grade. 
but his ninth grade will look a little different because he is homeschooling. He's homeschooling. This year. Well, he I, technically he's like 75% homeschooling. He is part-time enrolled at the high school that he would be at for science because I really wanted him to have lab access because science is his jam. And uh, there was an extracurricular. Oh, he's taking photography, actually. And oh, nice. they do darkroom development, which is something that I don't really have the setup for. But outside of that, everything is is homeschooled. Is you. Yes. It is I, you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's me from the from the planning and supervising and organizing. But he's now at, at an age where it's very self-driven. Like homeschooling in fourth grade would look way more hands-on than it does for me now. Okay. But it's still, oh my God. Let, let's go through this first. So I want to know the setup. He is in your home. Correct, yes. For most of the day. Correct. And he is doing, like, you're planning the lessons and he's doing the lessons? Yes, yeah. So I okay. plan 100% of the social studies and language arts and then about half of the math. He had, I know I've talked about her before, he had a phenomenal math tutor. And when I mentioned to her that I was considering homeschooling, she, without hesitation, she said, oh my God, I want in. I want to help with this. I want to do it. I want to help you plan it. I want to find curriculum. She's like, he can, he can do math if, if it's taught well. So she's helping with the math piece. That's amazing. It's, it's incredible. I mean, that's why I'm hesitant to just say, well, I'm homeschooling because it is... I mean, it takes a village for everything, but it's especially true for this. But just the, even, even the, the two subjects, social studies and language arts, which, which are a hundred percent me. Oh my God, there's so much to plan. I I don't, I don't know how teachers do it with four classes of 25 kids and it's, it's crazy. And okay. So do you, is this something that you're preparing every night? No, so my approach thus far has been to plan how many weeks did I do? I have I have a syllabus, so I know generally like big picture the the books he's going to read. Um I have ideas for for essays that he'll write, the periods that he's going to cover for social studies, things like that. But I only planned out like detailed lesson plans for I think 4 weeks only oh, wow. because I've never done lesson planning. So I was planning and planning and planning and I started looking at it and I didn't really, like I knew how long it would take me to get through things, but I don't know how long it's going to take him. And I didn't want to, you know, plan a week that was 12 hours of one subject. Right. So I did the four weeks and then every day without him really knowing, but every day I time it just to see how long it's taking him to get through things because I don't want it to be too little, but I also don't want to overdo it. Did you read up on how to do this before you dove in? I did. Uh, part of the part of the help I got was from his math tutor, who is also a math teacher. Okay. So she's been really helpful and continues to be really helpful from the standpoint of how to plan, how to break things down, what to look for, um, and also where to, not necessarily where to find curriculum or what curriculum to use, but where to look for reviews or where teachers go online to learn about curriculum or all these different things like that. 
and then it was once I've once I had all that and just decided on a curriculum in particular for social studies, then it was just looking at that and finding out ways that made sense to break it up Mm -hmm. in terms of not so much weeks or days, but like units. And then how would I separate those units into weeks? And then how would I separate those weeks into days? And a lot of what his schedule is, is based on blocking. So rather than like five days a week, the same class, it's three days a week per class, but they're hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's more focused in one area, which I think, I, I mean, every kid is different, but I think for him works really well because I think sometimes it takes him a little longer to dive in. And that the high school here, and I mean, he is going to be in two classes, but I think the periods are maybe 47 minutes. Yeah. And I've been in high school and it works for me. Like, my brother and sister went through public school. I did. It was fine. We we all did really well. But 47 minutes is like, when I, when I think of Lexton, I think there's sometimes where it might take him 10 or 15 minutes to really tune in and turn on his brain and pay attention. So then you're down to mm-hmm. less than 30 minutes. You've already missed 15 minutes. And then you're on to the next class. And it's all a matter of just how how he particularly learns. It's how his brain works. It has yes. nothing to do with like, well, you need to concentrate harder. It's just how, Le- it's how Lexton learns. Right, exactly. And it's, it's hard because, I mean, we, we, talked about, we talked about homeschooling before. Um, and I mean, you mentioned eating crow, and I've been thinking a lot about that. But I think it, when, we, when we were talking about it, the real issue that we both had was not, not necessarily with homeschooling, but with the people who are just 100% sure that homeschooling is the right decision all the way. The best thing that has ever happened at their life in public school is ruining children. I am not in that camp because I still think public school has a lot of value. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it has a ton of value. I think it works really well for a lot of kids, but middle school was Middle school was a fucking disaster. <laughs> it was, okay. it was uh, terrible. Was I mean, it terrible uh, or what, man? It, it was, God. it was so bad. It was, and it so, was bad. so bad because yeah. even I think I'm trying to remember when I, I'm sure I mentioned this at one point, but, but sixth grade for Lexton was really rough. And there was a point like halfway through the year where I got called into a meeting with, I think it was all the teachers on his team. And then the, and the counselor. This is my most recent experience with counselors. And they wanted to basically change his entire schedule to help on it. Not much. They were, they were adding one class, but it was going to change everything else, like change his lunch period, change everything that he had already settled into. Mm-hmm. So I sat in the meeting and listened to the plan. And then I went through all of the changes that had happened in his life prior to sixth grade, which would have been me moving out, Heather getting married, his best friend moving away, his fucking fish died. Like, oh my god! It was all this stuff, and the, and the the guidance counselor is sitting there and kind of nodding. And I finished. And she goes, "Oh, so what I'm hearing is that there's been a lot of change." <laughs> and I I looked at her and I said, "Uh, yeah, that that's true." And there's a pause. She's like. 
So about his schedule, do you think we can move it around? Oh my god! Like, are, you, are you kidding me? Like you're. <laughs> and every interaction I had with this woman following that was worthless. I mean, uh, truly worthless. Like nothing worthwhile came out of it they weren't and they weren't so they basically weren't willing to take the needs of your child into consideration to figure out a way to make his learning experience better exactly and then we go to seventh grade and his grades are miserable passing but very almost not and had another meeting and the guidance counselor was there again and and it's it's been the same with his teachers throughout all of middle school. Like he's really nice when we talk to him and talk through the material, like he knows he's absorbing this material. He knows it. He forgets to turn in his homework. He loses it. He's not a good test taker. So it's not necessarily the material. It's just how it's demonstrated. Mm -hmm. So we had a meeting and I, I said, I just feel like there's something that needs to change or that we can all work together to figure something out because clearly there's a disconnect. And the same guidance counselor said that they can't do anything because he's really not getting F's. Oh my God. And it was, I mean, it was C's and D's like, but, but in a lot of classes, like 64, I mean, barely. So just because he wasn't failing, then well, you know, what's the big deal? Exactly. She said, well, I mean, we, we have to kind of wait until we see that he's really struggling. Like, okay, D's are struggling. Uh Uh-huh. Like that's absurd. And then we get into eighth grade and it's even worse. And that was, I think we talked about this maybe briefly when we had Emily on talking about inclusion, that we were looking to get like an individualized education plan for him. And that was when the, someone else, not the guidance counselor, school psychologist uh, without my knowing, called Lexton into his office and told him that he should take medication and that it would make all of his grades go up and that he should come home and tell me he wants to take medication. And I just lost my shit. And again, I think we, it, one of us at least commented that that has got to be illegal, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it it's definitely, it... yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's to the point, this was eight months ago. And if, if I if I wanted I could, I could sue the district and if it got to that point, I haven't because since that has happened, they've been surprisingly very willing to go along with whatever I think is necessary. But yeah, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, you, you just can't, whether it's ADD medication or any medic, anything, you can't talk about medication to a minor. You just, you can't do that. So that just became a huge disaster and... Even following that, it was in, I think that was in January, none of, not none of, there was one particular teacher on his, on his team of teachers who was absolutely outstanding. But outside of her, no one really cared to help at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing. And I, I know that teachers are very overworked. I know that they're underpaid. I'm not criticizing all teachers. Like I said, he had one who was really good, but it just, it was like, I felt like everyone was just watching him drown mm-hmm. and saying how bad they felt that he was drowning without actually trying to help. And I know that the transition from elementary to middle 
is huge because you go from basically having one classroom to having six or seven or eight. And then I know the transition from middle to high school is also huge because the work is more rigorous. You might add a couple classes, whatever. He, he wasn't going to survive it. I knew that. Right. I just knew that he would, he would go in and if he, if he didn't fail, it would be barely. And then I knew he'd be leaving the school with really no education. With really no working knowledge of life. <laughs> and at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's not okay. And it's, it's really frustrating because to be honest with you, they have, I'm, I'm assuming it's similar in Utah, but they have four like core classes. So language arts, social studies, math, and science, and yeah. then whatever yeah. else. So his last semester, his last half of eighth grade, he literally failed all four. Really? F's in all four. And they were just going to shuffle him on to ninth grade. Are you serious? Which, not that I would want him to be held back, but clearly he hasn't demonstrated academically that he's ready and you're just going to push him on. Like it's, you know, it, it's not going to get any better because nothing has changed, but it felt like, well, it's not going to be our problem next year. Right. So they can deal with it, which I think would have been the case in ninth grade as he went into 10th and the 10th into 11th. And that's, yes, I don't know, especially because I know that he's got the ability and I know that he wants to do well, but I feel like the other piece that was kind of combining with this shitty situation is he would try really hard and it wouldn't pay off. And then I, I think he probably started to notice that if I try really hard, it doesn't matter. But if I don't try hard, I get the same grade anyway. And then I spent less time. Mm -hmm. So why would I spend time doing all of these things when it doesn't seem to make any difference? And I don't blame him. And so you, made, you made, did you make this decision at the beginning of the summer? I started thinking about it, I don't know, probably in like February, March, but officially made the decision in the beginning of summer. And that's what you have spent your summer doing is the planning. Yes. Looking for the, the curriculum, looking for the books I wanted him to read. And I mean, it's been a, it's been a ton of work, but it's been really cool to be able to take a step back and pick out the novels that he's going to read for mm -hmm. language arts and not have to pick all of the same novels that you and I and everyone listening probably <laughs> read in ninth grade. Um, and, and looking for novels by women, by people of color. I mean, it's just, it's, it is kind of neat to be able to say, well, we're going to learn about native American culture in social studies. So then here's a book that you can read at the same time written by a native American man in Texas about the trail of tears. That's incredible. So to be able to match those things up, and I put sometime, it must have been early summer, I, I tweeted that I was looking for ninth grade recommendations for, for authors that are either women or people of color or both. And it was actually Kelly, mm -hmm. who I think she retweeted it, and so many people were throwing out these recommendations for some authors I had heard, some I hadn't, or resources to look and short story collections by black authors. And it was awesome stuff I never would have found. So will you be reading all of this with him? Yes. Yes. 
that wow. was... I, not that I didn't know I would have to, but that was <laughs> sort of a piece that dawned on me later. I'm like, these are going to be an awesome 10 books for him. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> I should probably should probably read these. I've read a couple, but even the ones I've read, it's been so long that I can't really have a conversation unless I reread it. Right. But my dad actually also wanted the book list, which I gave him, and he has bought all the books, and he's going to read them so that Lexton can talk to him about what he's reading as well, not necessarily for quote-unquote class, but just in general to have someone to interact with about it. Yeah. Which I think will be really cool. It's quite a shift. It is a huge shift in your life. I mean, it's a huge shift in your life, in your time, in your commitment. That's almost, I would I would put it up there with moving in with someone <laughs> considering like it, it's shifting your entire he's there most of the day every day oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean in that in that sense it is i mean it is a huge life shift for the routine that i had built mm-hmm. and it's kind of not not frustrating but one as as ridiculous as this sounds i was really excited initially to not have to drive to and from a school five days a week but I have to anyway now because he's taking two courses there. So it didn't really save me that time. Right. But it's also worked out. Originally, he was going to take one. And for a 47-minute course, there's no sense in driving 15 minutes back home. But it also wasn't really long enough to like work at a Starbucks and be productive. But now that he's mm-hmm. taking two back-to-back, it's at least an hour and a half where I can hopefully try to settle into some plan where I drop him and go somewhere and scramble frantically to get something done. And then, cause I was going to ask about that. What has the impact been on? I mean, so has he been in school two days a week? No, he started, let's see. So it's the 20th today, 21st something. He, it's sort of been a gradual transition. He started math and then the following week started social studies. And then the back half of that week added in, language arts and now this week is the full because actual public school starts tomorrow okay so this will be the first week with all five subjects um so tomorrow i'd say by the end of this week i'll have a general sense of how the pacing is going to be but the first the first week was rough just because i not 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 rough like with him but just in general in terms of scheduling and how much of my time was needed and honestly the biggest hurdle is that I didn't have the technology side of things planned out very well so for the hour and a half that he needed to read things three days for social studies online that was on my laptop oh 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 Oh, yeah so I got like it was after the first day and I, he gave me back my laptop and I went and ordered an iPad like immediately. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, there's, there's no way I don't necessarily need a second laptop, but something for the mm-hmm. reading and the videos and whatever. I, I couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you have to work your work schedule around all of this. Yes. Yes. Which is not, there will be days, I think, where it will be more challenging than others. But I mean... Last year it would be, I would wake up early and get done whatever I could before he was up. And then we'd do the whole get ready for school thing, which as you know, takes some time. Yes. The packing of the lunch and the getting ready to go. And so there was all of that. And then I would drop him off and come back home and scramble through work. So now I've saved some time in that whole getting ready, not packing a lunch, etc. And it's not as go, go, go in terms of time. But there still will be times in the middle of the day where he's going to have a question about something or wants to talk about something he read or any number of different things. So I'm trying to gradually figure out how to structure my days and my meetings in such a way so that if we need to have a discussion about something, I want to make the time for that. But I want to try to make it work for both of us. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll see an, an element of flexibility that you didn't expect? An element of flexibility? Yeah, like, because he doesn't have to necessarily be at school the full day, there will be some flexibility there built into your day that you didn't have before. I think so, for sure, yes. I One thing that is nice is when it was full day, there's you know, the drop-off in the morning and then the drop-off in the afternoon, and those are some pretty rigid bookends that make it hard, as you know, to schedule yeah. calls. And now I still do have the bookends, but they're a lot closer together and they're both afternoon. So it frees up the morning in the sense that I don't have to work around, you know, an 8.15, an 8.15 drop off. And that will be nice. It's also, I think with certain subjects, especially as things go on, it will be very, very hands off. So if I if I don't have to drop him off and he's pretty independent on two subjects. And that means that, you know, essentially from 6am to noon, we're doing our own thing. Right. Then that's great because it's really for me, I mean, everyone's different with how they work, but for me, I like to have solid chunks, especially for writing. Yes. Because as soon as you change gears, it takes all this time to get back in that mindset. So if I can have, even if I can have a solid six hours instead of eight, it's way more valuable to me than eight hours chopped up into like eight pieces. Yeah. Agreed. So that will be nice. I mean, the flexibility is is not quite what it would be if he was 100% homeschool. But even so, I think, 
I think it will be good. I've had actually really good luck thus far working with the administration at the high school level. They've been really positive, really excited. They think part-time is great. They have other kids that do it, which I was surprised. I kind of expected them to be as equally shitty as the middle school admin. (laughs) <laughs> but they weren't they were they were really cool about it she it was actually she is the one who encouraged him to take an elective as well because he's already going to be there and she worked to schedule it in before his science class so there's no gaps which oh, is nice cool. oh that's really cool yeah and he's he's interested in photography he's interested i mean he's like i said he's very science-minded so being able to be in a dark room and develop in chemicals is mm-hmm. it's gonna be great it's right up his alley oh yeah but it will, I mean, I don't expect it to be to be perfect by any means. Uh, and I think there's going to be a learning curve for him. I mean, I think he truly understands that homeschool is still school. But I also think, because he knows he's not in a classroom with new teachers, that maybe it's a little different or it's a little easier. And it's not going to be. And he's, <laughs> he's figuring that out pretty pretty quickly are you are you being strict i'm i'm being strict and in part because i think some i mean he he didn't do well academically for the last few years so i knew that there were some areas that were lacking um and and one in particular his his writing not necessarily the quality of the handwriting but just his ability to organize and edit and is is not where i think it should be for his age and Mm -hmm. so the way i have it set up is he's got all these readings and lessons for social studies and then at the end he writes a two paragraph like a mini essay either comparing contrast or summarizing or arguing a point whatever and he got through the first three days and wrote it he hates to write he's like do i have to do this like every like every time i'm like yeah every single time it's like oh but he's already i mean it's he's done five of these and I can already tell a difference because he's having to do it over and over again. And he's also realizing, I told him I'd give him a couple weeks of, of leniency, but if he was writing them and they were really sloppy, I was going to have him rewrite the entire thing and they have gotten really clean. Well, look at you go. I just, I, and it's (laughs) unfortunate because I don't know. I don't think it's him. I think it's just the result of teachers not having the time or not, in in some cases with some of his teachers just not caring. Yeah. And then that's the result is you have he he doesn't really write very well because no one ever really did anything. Or they would just say, Well, this is a this is a D but not actually help him figure out why it's a D and what he could do to make it a B. So I think middle school for you and for him and for Lita was they're totally different learners, but I think for the same reason, like she was very, very frustrated that teachers weren't enforcing things or teachers were being really lax with certain students and it was making her angry that people weren't taking it seriously. And I could see how someone who learns like Lexton could get lost in that sort of like, well, if they turn it in, they turn it in. And if they don't, they don't, whatever. Or I'm going to, you know, I could see how a learner like that could get completely slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really what happened. And it actually made me feel really good because, and I think I did mention this in the episode that, that Emily was on, but following that whole nonsense at the middle school, he had a, it's called a neuropsychological evaluation, which is basically like you could go to the pediatrician and have 
your your kid diagnosed with ADHD. But it's a very surface level diagnosis. But something like a neuropsych eval really digs into like, okay, yeah. they saw signs of ADHD, but why? And where are these coming from? What are the roots? And it's a super extensive, they review like his past three years of testing. And then they did three, four and a half hour sessions of testing, like mental tests, some, some that are like academic tests, all these different things to understand how he learns, how he thinks, how his, you know, short-term memory, long-term memory working, all these different things. Part of that was that, that one of the fellows from the office went and did an observation in, in a class and it was in, it was in his math class. And at the final meeting with the, with the doctor, he was reading the letter from this observation and he started, he read maybe the first sentence and he paused and took off his glasses. He's like, I just want to tell you that the woman who did this said, this is one of the most disorganized classrooms she's ever been in. And it was kind of a waste, which was frustrating. But at the same time, it explained so much because there were days that he would come home and not know how to do it. And I remember having arguments with him, like she's not going to send you home if she hasn't taught you the lesson. But no, that is very much. It was like out of a 50 minute period, there was about 10 or 15 minutes of active teaching and then just time to do your work, which is really not super effective right? when you're already kind of prone to distraction. And that was what the evaluation basically came back and said, well, he's not really necessarily more distracted than other students because every student was pretty much distracted. So it was sort of a wash. That had got that had to have been a gut punch for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was ridiculous. I mean it was it was really great to hear that it was not just Lexton, like his perception that things are a little bit disorganized. But what the hell? I just I don't maybe my memory of school is really bad, but I don't remember classrooms being that kind of chaos. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. fairly quiet. I mean, people listened, you did your work, you took notes. There were times. Well, they were, but they were know. a lot stricter. Teachers were a lot stricter, I think. I mean, we, you didn't live in a time, but I lived in a time where <laughs> people got routinely whipped. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, that, that was not my experience. Yeah, people in, in high school got routinely, they're, they're, they were called licks. They got licked, wow. like six licks. Yeah, you got routinely taken out into the hallway and beaten. Which yeah. I don't, I definitely don't support. No, but I do but think being more strict, yeah, in a nonviolent way, <laughs> does really help. I, I don't know. I, it's just the the classrooms are so loud. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it, it does depend on the teacher, but it does. That was Lita's complaint was and you have to understand that Lita loves 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 to learn and loves to excel and we were talking to Marla went to a birthday party on Saturday and the mom was asking about where Lita went to to middle school and I looked at her and I just shook my head and she's like no but that's the one that everybody sends their kids to and I was like yeah and I feel terrible about it now um, that I didn't support the, the school that Lita should have gone to um, because it was such a horrible, horrible, horrible place. It was just like you described. Yeah. There were 
this, whenever there was a substitute teacher, Alita would just, she would come home and you could tell that something was really wrong because these substitute teachers wouldn't follow the lesson plan. They would let kids literally climb on top of desks and hoot and holler and leave the room. Yep. And it, it's, it's, it was super disruptive, even to the kids who really want to excel. Like, it, it, Lita hated it. Hated it. Yeah. And she yeah. came home from camp and she said, you know, I, I'm sad to leave camp. High school really, really, really scares me, but thank God I don't have to go back there. <laughs> well, I hope it's it's a little more, I don't know, not laid back, but a little more controlled, I guess. Because that was, I mean, it sounds like Lita is obviously very academic and very academically talented. And and Lexton is not, but I think that she she found a way to clear that hurdle despite everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lexton never did. And I think the longer it takes for you to clear it, right, the harder it becomes to clear. I I really think that once he realizes with putting in effort, it makes a difference and that you learn things and that things become easier and you can feel like you're actually being successful. Mm -hmm. He will want to do that. That will be such a huge boost for his self-esteem Yeah, to learn the way that he learns and to be encouraged to learn the way that he learns. Yes. And just to see that it, I don't care if he's never a kid who's really excited about school. I personally wasn't, I did well in school, but I just knew it was something I needed to do and I did it and it was fine. And I don't, I don't care if he's never excited, but I just want him to get to a point where he doesn't view education yeah. as right. awful. And that's how he sees it is just miserable, terrible, takes up five days of my week mm-hmm. and I hate it. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, it, it just shouldn't. So yeah, I, I don't know. There's days that I wake up and think I'm out of my mind. <laughs> no, I think... Like we said in the episode where we talked about homeschooling, I think if it works, fantastic. I mean, there are people who are really good at it and excel at it, and it's great for their kids. And then I think there's probably situations where it. I, I don't know how I would uh, mentally survive it. Um, Mar- me and Marlo. Marlo, I think... Right. Marlo, I mean, she's a good student, but she's a lot like Lexton in the sense that she can get really distracted and she gets very, very easily frustrated. And I, I, and even in helping her with homework, like I said, it's I'm oil and she's water and we just don't mix. Yeah, that makes a pretty, that's a pretty challenging environment. And that's actually... I'm glad that his tutor is helping. Yeah. Because they click really well on math. I do not click well with him on math <laughs> at all. And and in part it's it is my own fault because I'm I'm pretty decent at math, but I can't teach it. I don't yeah. know why I can solve these problems, nor do I know what method I'm necessarily using. I just know that I can do them. Right. Which is not great at teaching. And there was for the first week when he would have questions, I would either email her or text her. And finally, she's like, just give him my number. And he can just text. And then that will just cut you out. I'm like, perfect. Here you go. Have at it. 
That's awesome. Because she's really quick. She'll she'll solve a problem and take a picture and send it to him. And then he's able to look through it. And it's great. It's it's great. Because that would have been, someone would have died. <laughs> Whatever. That wouldn't have worked. You were talking about, like, liking school. Like, you know, I was a valedictorian in high school. Blah. I went to, you know... I went to college on a full ride scholarship and I graduated with honors and people look at that and they think, oh my gosh, she loved school. And I hated school. I hated it. And what contributed to that were the teachers who, and Lita sort of experienced this yesterday. So yesterday was the first day of school. Mind you, she's got all honors classes. This is what this guidance counselor may happen. She's in a 10th grade English class. She's in a 10th grade biology class. She's in a 10th grade math class even though she's in ninth grade and like she's a really good student, you know, she, she's always on time. She had, she was lost on campus and couldn't find her last period class. And she walked in like 30 seconds late and the teacher decided to make an example out of her. Oh, give me a fucking break. And I hate that. I hate that. On and the I, first day? On the first day of high school. And wow. And I just remember being in high school or, or college and like a teacher or a professor getting like high off the fact that, oh, it's a holiday weekend. Guess what? You have a paper due on Monday. Right. You know. And then taking three weeks to get them back to you. Yeah. Yeah. That made me hate the institution of going someplace to learn. Um, being at the whim of someone's ego. Was I good at getting good grades? Yeah. Or did I turn my stuff in? Yeah. But I hated it. I hated it. Well, then that must be then obviously where Lita gets it in the sense that you didn't really like it. You didn't really like the system, but you were still able to clear that hurdle Mm -hmm. and be successful even though you hated it. Right. God, I hate that making an example. It's like the teachers who, well, if I can't find out who did it, then you all get punished. (laughs) Exactly. Come on. How is that? How is that effective? Well, it doesn't solve absolutely anything. No. And there was a, there's an academic program at this school that, I would not let Lita sign up for because they did that last year and almost kicked every single person out of the program because someone sent Snapchat. Yeah, that's right. And they were going to make an example. They were going to kick every single student out of the program if the person didn't come forward. And I was like, so they didn't end up doing that though. No, the person the person came forward, and she was uh, she was from Korea, and she got sent back to Korea. Whoa. Yeah. I just, I don't like that approach to, I mean, these are kids. These are their lives. You know, this is the foundation of the rest of their life. And if you have a kid who's already eager to learn, why not foster that? So Exactly. And I think that's what you're, I think, you know, that this could be like, Lexton could realize that he enjoys learning. Like That's my hope. Given the opportunity. Yeah. I, and, and it's even, I mean, this is ninth grade and I acknowledge, you know, if we do it for a year and he hates it or it's not working, it's not like he, he can't ever go back if he, if he wanted to, um, not that I'm planning on that. I think that this will probably work out really well, but even when I was having these meetings with the principal at the high school, she said several times, she said, you know, if, if he really likes it here, and then maybe next year wants to add a class, and then maybe after that wants to come full time, she said he's always welcome to be here, depending on his preference and how things change. Wow. 
which I think is great. I really like, I kind of, I guess, just because the middle school experience had been so bad, I sort of expected for them to say, oh, you're, you're homeschooling. Okay, well, then that's it. Mm-hmm. You're done. I don't know why. I mean, maybe that's just because I was bitter about it, but <laughs> she's been really, really cool. I feel like I was justified in being bitter because I was absolute garbage, but so that's encouraging. It's nice to have, to feel like there's still support on that end, even though I'm not choosing to pursue that, Mm -hmm. just to know that it's there. I'm just really, I hate to use the word proud because that's so condescending. That's not the right word to use. I'm just like really like in awe of you to take this on and to tackle it, to give to your kid. Someone made the comment yesterday, we were dropping off Marlo, I walked her to school because we're within walking distance. And they made the comment like, it's so great to see all these dads here. Oh, I hate that. And I God, just, I, hate that. I wanted to scream so that everyone could hear me. Shout out to all the dads doing the bare minimum. Thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, that always happens. And I know we've kind of talked about that a little bit in the past, but it is, it is like the bare minimum. Like you have to just kind of maybe parent slightly. You would never, you would never hear someone all around. Yeah. You would never hear someone say, gosh, it's so great to see all these moms here. And no, and I no. guess, and, and maybe even I'm reinforcing this by saying this about you, but like, not only are you showing up for his first day of class, like you are sacrificing this much of your life to give to him so that he can flourish for the rest of his life. Like that's huge. And you should be commended for, for attempting this, even attempting it. And I'm, I know you're going to be successful. You're, you're successful at everything that you do, but like taking this on is huge. It can't be overstated, John. Well, thank you. I mean, it means a lot and I, I appreciate the confidence and I, I think you're not necessarily reinforcing that. I mean, I think anyone who decides to do this, it is huge. It does tend to be, I don't even think I know this. It's, it's, it's moms the vast majority of the time. I mean, I can, I can tell you that just from all the different, the different homeschool groups, it's <laughs> largely women because that's just where it is. But I, even if that is the case, I don't feel like someone in my position deserves more credit because I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. That that's always the piece that bugs me. I mean, I, I also have my own business and work. So in that sense, yes, it's an extra piece, but it's not like, Hey, good job being a dad. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the people who say, Mr. Mr. Mom, mm-hmm. being Mr. Mom for the week. No, it's fucking dad. That's what you're being. You're not being Mr. Mom. You're being a parent. There's there's an actual role that you fill. And it's super frustrating. Wow, God. We didn't even even get into the whole structure of homeschool curriculum and homeschool groups when you are looking for something secular. (laughs) Oh, no. We didn't. That's like a whole separate because, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And there are, there are resources, but oh, it is intense. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I did find, I found one in New York, and I don't remember where the other one is. These two resources that are, that are really great. One is a woman who homeschools 
secularly and talks about, you know, how she does it. And there's another one that, that reviews secular curriculum, but wow. Is it true that a lot of homeschoolers don't vaccinate? I think, I, I mean, I can't say yes or no that it's true. I think more than likely because from my research, which might be limited, a lot of people homeschool for religious reasons um, or they homeschool for another reason, but religion is a huge part of their life. And that I think contributes Mm -hmm. depending on the faith that they follow. Okay. I have three cousins, twins, and then a younger brother who were homeschooled like first grade through high school. Wow. And I talked to two of them. I wanted to get their take on this whole experience. And one of them said that as they were growing up, their dad would always say that what they strive to be is a family who homeschools their kids rather than quote unquote homeschoolers. He was like, homeschoolers are the ones you can spot from two blocks away. (laughs) Like families who homeschool their kids, they're just like everybody else. Yeah. And I, I totally knew what he meant. <laughs> I've, I've known some homeschoolers. I've known homeschooled kids that fit into both camps. Right. And they're all lovely human beings. Lovely. In their own way. But it is going to be an experience. It's go- I, I do want to try to find some sort of group or something, even just online. Um, and that has been my biggest challenge is that a lot of the groups are focused on younger children. Mm, And a lot of them are really religious, which is cool if that's your thing. It's just not my thing. It's just not your thing. Yeah. We'll see. I forgot about that whole aspect. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's weird because I would find a site that seemed really great. And then the more I would click around, like, oh, wow, there's lots of gods sprinkled in here <laughs> all over and there's a jesus I'm like this is not this is not going in the direction i wanted to go lots of gods <laughs> like, like everywhere i mean the home page you're like yeah this looks fantastic and you get like one or two levels deep and it was not quite in line with with what i wanted to focus on let me guess is it anglo-saxon jesus oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah okay yeah oh yeah And just the whole, and I think even beyond that, I don't even necessarily need a curriculum that's like a hundred percent secular, but it's the, so many of them, it's basically teaching for God. And I'm not, that's not, no, no, just doesn't work for me. I want to teach for the sake of education and science is real, a greater worldview. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Everything is magic if you don't understand science. That's how that works. So it's going to be a hell of a year, honestly. I'm, I've kind of told myself that I need to ease up a little bit for six months and just acknowledge that some days are probably not going to feel as productive as others and some things are going to be total chaos until we settle in and figure it out and establish a really solid routine. And I think that the the courses at the high school will help with that because they are at a very specific time and we will have to work around them. And it's going to help with Lexton's time management, which is 
not amazing. So that'll be good, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do well. Again, I know you're going to do, you're going to do well at this. And I have, Thank you. I, hope I so. have a lot of hope for you and for him. I hope so. Either way, we both are on very different paths than we were six months ago. Even, yeah, even six months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is exciting all around. It is exciting all around. Life is good, you know? Some crazy, 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 crazy shit happened yesterday that I can't get into. And I woke up this morning and I was okay. (laughs) See, and that's what I keep pointing out. Like, you're still on your feet. You're still on your feet. And you you have taken on this huge, huge, huge task and you sound okay. You do. I've got my moments. Of course we all, yeah, we all have our moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, overall, yes, I'm, I'm feeling really, really, really good about it. There's a lot of people in, in my life and Lexan's life who are really supportive and it's been great so mm-hmm. far. I'm just like, I feel like I almost feel like, and not in a panicked, anxious way, but I kind of feel like every morning I wake up, I have to hold on to my chair. I'm like, oh God, this is still uncharted for me. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure what to expect. Oh yet. God. <laughs> every every morning so maybe i'm not a secular homeschooler maybe maybe i need that maybe i need a little jc in the day (laughs) although i i think it is it has to be said that maybe maybe i am eating crow and i think if if anyone listening feels that way and wants to wants to dish out a told you so i think you're trying to do what's best for your kid and I think that's our whole point was let's do the best that we, what we think is best for our children. And exactly. Our, and that looks different yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So if you homeschool with a Christian based curriculum, that's awesome. If it's still public or private or charter, as long as it's working and you're happy and your kids are doing well and that's great. That's We're great. all just trying to do the best damn job we can for our kids. Yeah. So the last thing we really need is to look at each other and, criticize what's working right it's the real message we would love to hear your homeschooling stories as long as you don't tell us that we're doing it wrong um right you can you can totally tell us we're doing it wrong i mean we're often doing it wrong we all are really i i'm about to go get marlo and her math homework starts tonight so (gasps) oh god (laughs) i'm gripping i'm gripping oh wow so yeah here we go and uh yes oh shit <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh God. shit is right um love to hear your stories you can send them to us at stories at managramblings.com shit we forgot to do pay patreon i i was just I god was just thinking damn that. it okay hey, we have a patreon you have a patreon so if you want to sacrifice a coffee yeah here and there we're trying to raise yeah. enough money so that we can transcribe episodes for people who can't hear them that yes. is something that we would love to do and we and we want to read erotic fiction i mean it is it's twofold it is i really want to read erotic fiction i really want to I hear you read erotic fiction oh it'll be great i'll yeah. make it extra breathy it's it's going to be worth it for everyone involved i'm sure of it. except maybe ryan who has to edit it that <laughs> might not be great sorry ryan uh you can find us patreon.com slash managramblings and you can find us online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Manogramblings. Everywhere. Yep. Yep. You can find John at home. 
schooling, yes. homeschooling. All day, every day, forever. And you can find Heather in a new home. In a new home. With a blended family. With a blended family. Which is such a weird term to me. I get it. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Blended it feels sounds like, like a strange food. word. Sounds like a food. Yeah. Yeah. It does. We'll, we'll try to come up with something new. And until next time, don't be a narcissistic. Don't be a narcissistic. Is, is it used as a noun in different cultures? Because I believe this person was British. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it justifies a narcissistic, though. A narcissistic. There's a missing word there. I think that's my new tagline. Heather Armstrong, a narcissistic. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.